Welcome to Driven in Her Purpose. This is a show that brings women together, women who are answering God's calling in their lives every day and living in their purpose with confidence. I started this show with the purpose of bringing together a community of women who are dreaming, doing, and making an impact on the world using their talents, their gifts, and their life experience. I strongly believe that having a supportive and spirit-filled community is instrumental to starting and growing any business. I believe that women need to be united and lift each other up and help each other shine. With God as our guide, we can do anything. So are you ready to join us? Then let's do this together. Welcome back to another episode of Driven in Her Purpose. I'm Rosie Leonor, your host, and I'm so, so happy that you can join me today. Today, I have another special guest, Tina Rains. It is truly an honor of having her here. But before I introduce to you this very special lady, I wanted to make a little announcement. So I recently opened up my community on Facebook, and it's absolutely free. It's for all you confident women leaders and you uh, who want to really be with like-minded women Go ahead and sign up. The link is on the show notes. I would love to have you join in our community. All right. And don't forget, we have the freebie now available, my free gift to you, 31 proverbial affirmations and insights for women leaders and entrepreneurs also found on the show notes. So don't forget to grab that gift that I made with so much love just for you. All right. Well, without further ado, I want to introduce my special, special guest, Tina Rains. Tina, welcome to the show. Thank you, Rosie. It's so great to be here with you. It's great. It's great to finally meet you. I've been following you on your podcast, and I absolutely love it. I love how you bring women together. So we're going to learn a lot about you and what you do. So I'd love to begin if you could just tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do. Absolutely. So um, I'm an RN by um, profession, an entrepreneur. I started a business at 25 years old, didn't know what I was doing. I was a healthcare staffing nurse. So I worked as a nurse, as a labor and delivery nurse and had a vision to start our own agency. And so we did it and um, ended up building it quite um, significantly had eight offices around the country and then sold it and moved to Florida, kept a little piece of the business. And I just continued on a path of growth because part of what I share and most so many women that are on this listening can relate to me is um, my story actually began with um, abuse as a child. And so mm -hmm. from that, I was very broken and I turned to other things, including business building, kind of became my idol a little bit. What, but what God wanted for me long-term and what he actually called me to was a life of ministry. And so I left the business world and after a mission trip to India, and he rocked my world for human trafficking and just said, you know, I want you to really get in the fight against it and do something about it. And so I led a movement of women who climbed mountains for years we did Mount Kilimanjaro a couple of times. We did Base Camp Everest, all these crazy mountains to raise funds and awareness for human trafficking. And that's kind of where God led me into leading Masterpiece Women was what I saw all over the world was there's a lot of women that don't understand that they are a masterpiece, that when they're renewed in Christ and they know their identities in Christ, that mm -hmm. the 
whole world changes for them. And so that's my, that's what my passion is, is that women would know who they are in him, number one. And he's also gifted me with the tools of, you know, being an entrepreneur. And I, I feel like God really wants to make a big impact in the marketplace. So if we can build up strong leaders and we can build up, you know, strong business women in the marketplace, it gives us a platform for him to make a huge impact in the world. And so that's what Masterpiece Women is all about, is giving women tools to grow, tools to grow in him, to thrive in a community and build business and build their leadership skills. Because even moms who are staying home with their kids, who sometimes their friends of mine would say, well, but you're an entrepreneur. I'm like, you're as great, if not better leader than I am, because you're leading your children from That's home. That's right, yeah. You know, yeah. so every woman is a leader. Mm -hmm. And so- that's that's my heart is that every woman would know who they are and whose they are. Amazing. You know, I'm so glad that we both share that view because I do really believe, you know, I was a, a stay-at-home mom for a year and a half. So I know both sides, you know, I had that privilege of just being with my little girl, my little baby infant slash toddler <laughs> and seeing, you know, all the challenges that that brings. Um, it is harder even I would say than my full-time job <laughs> it really really I tried is. it I have four <laughs> children and I tried it for almost a year right before I built my business I was like I can't I, I wasn't strong enough to do it I look back and go mm -hmm. maybe, maybe I should have done it I never have regrets but I know right. it's not easy and <laughs> oftentimes my friends that are stay-at-home moms would see me as an entrepreneur and go, oh, I wish I could do what you're doing some, you know, and I'm like, I wish I could do what you were doing. Like, it takes all of us doing what God's called them to do. And I think it's such a blessing that um, women are able to do that. So, and they are great leaders. They're absolutely the most important thing. Absolutely. Well, speaking of leadership, um, tell us about how you compare. I know you compare leadership to mountain climbing, so, or to a mountain climb. And I love that you had that experience, your mountain climbing experience. So, but tell us a little bit more about that. Why do you compare it to that and maybe give an example? Absolutely. So, you know, when you're building business, there are so many facets of it that you don't expect. And so what I found is when we were on the mountain, so for instance, on the mountain, you need some key accessories, right? You need a backpack. And in that backpack, you, I mean, it's an important piece of what you do when you climb. You have to get a backpack that fits correctly. You have to get a backpack that carries all the gear that you're going to need each day, you know, that you're comfortable with. It's not too heavy. It's not too light. And so all those things that go into those different parts of climbing. And when we're building a business, it's the same way. We yeah. need to have the tools that we need. We need to go find mentors to teach us. I didn't know how to climb a mountain. I had to have people teach me, train me on how to hydrate. Then I trained them as I led the movement. And, you know, you have to train to get your body acclimated to climbing. And so we, learn, we learn, and then we go and we do, right? And that's similar to business. But there's also times on the mountain, for instance, it's just taking one step at a time. You're at, when I was at 18,400 feet and I'm almost there, you know, I had to say, okay, just one step. And my, you know, my guides next to me going, Tina, one step, now take a drink. Tina, take a step, now take a drink. Well, 
I learned really early on, because at 25, I had no idea what I was doing in business, that I needed a good mentor. And so I got into a community of CEOs that helped me learn how to be a CEO. Here I had this multi-million dollar business and I didn't even know how to manage my own budget at 25 years old, let alone a business. And so I think it's key to make sure you have the right equipment. It's key to stop and take those drinks and hydrate and grow with other people who are doing, who are like-minded, who will encourage you, but who all, will also challenge you. When you're going too fast, you're going too slow, like my guy did. He'd say, slow down, take a drink. He'd say, pole, pole. And, um, you know, pole, pole in Swahili means slowly, slowly, because if you go too fast, you die. Oh, and wow. In business, you wow. go too fast, you die. Hmm. And so it also, when we got to, you know, 16,000 feet, we went up one day, we put our tents there, we went up a thousand feet, and then we came back down because it was acclimation, because wow. you have to get your body accustomed to it. And so sometimes in business, we have to come back down to be able to go forward. And we have these setbacks. Oh, wow. Sometimes those setbacks in business feel like we're not you know, successful, but sometimes it's God's way of just preparing us for what's really coming. Mm. And that setback isn't always a setback. It's an opportunity to learn. And people take setbacks as a failure, a mistake. And that's not oftentimes what they are. Sometimes it's God preparing you for that next step. I see. Wow. That's amazing. That's awesome. I love how you compare that because I have never been mountain climbing in where you have been anyway. Like I have not, I've hiked. <laughs> That's about as much as I've done mountain-wise. <laughs> you can't even compare that. <laughs> so I love that comparison. Thank you for that. that. That actually gives a really nice, clear picture. And it also, I feel like it helps me um, as someone who's trying to grow her business uh, to really just kind of gain confidence in that it's okay when there's setbacks. And it's okay if you're, you have to come back down a little bit to go higher and to get to that end goal, to get to that summit, you know, to get to the peak. And, and so to me, that's super encouraging. So thank you. Thank you so much for that. I'm sure that so many, so many of the women listening are super encouraged right now. Um, all right. So let's jump into um, your transition. I know you mentioned that you um, had this business, you became a CEO, and now you have transitioned into having an online business. So tell us about that journey. Absolutely. So in years ago, I had this vision of doing luncheons because another ministry leader I knew had been doing luncheons. So I started there, but I realized when I led the movement against human trafficking around the world, I was traveling all over the world to our projects to see them and to support our missionaries. And so I realized that women were the same, no matter what language, no matter where you're at, we're all the same. We love community. And mm. so many of us are broken and so many women are still broken and they stay in that place. And so when I was dreaming and praying about Masterpiece Women, I thought, I don't want it to just be local to South Florida, although I want to make a huge impact in my local community. So that's why we're doing the local luncheons. But I wanted to really have an impact all over the world. And so going into an online community situation was very new. Um, it was actually very intimidating to me because it scared me. And I realized looking back that some of it was fear that, well, what will people think? 
you know, um, because sometimes, you know, people like, oh, they're just, you know, trying to build their platform. And I have, I really have such a heart to serve others that I recognize that it was more a fear of not, I didn't do it. Cause what if I didn't look good online? What if, you know, my video, and I look back, my first programs I did the videos and even in my membership, I kept them there because I want the women to see the content's good. I worked really hard to get good content and, but the, the performance wasn't so great. And instead of redoing them all, I left them that way because the reality is you have to do it scared. You have to do it if you feel God's calling you to do something, go do it. Absolutely. And, mm-hmm. You know, and so I um, transitioned in. So I went and again, got a mentor. And so I believe that online business gives us the freedom that brick and mortar businesses don't oftentimes as an entrepreneur. I know when I had the brick and mortar business, I had to be in there eight to five, Monday through Friday. Then we were on call. Sometimes I'd even have to go do a shift. I was a nurse and we did nursing. And if one of my nurses didn't show up, I would hop in my car, go do a shift. And so building a business, it was although great, rewarding and all of that. Yeah. It controlled me more than I controlled it. With online business, it gives you the controls I can videotape and I do, I do all of my podcasts only during two days, typically a month. Sometimes I'll book them, you know, two days a week for two weeks in a row, but do less hours. And that's when I do my podcasts and I schedule all of my time where I'm having meetings during that time. And the first thing I'm able to schedule is my time with my family. Mm-hmm. This year, my daughter's graduating. We just came back from orientation from college. Oh, congratulations. I, That's awesome. Thanks. It's <laughs> exciting, but she's my last. And I was like, I don't want to be so busy that I'm not really flourishing at home. And oftentimes, as entrepreneurs, especially women, because we still have all the responsibility of the home. Yeah. So we Mm -hmm. still, you know, cook and we take care of our family and we clean and we take care of our kids. And so what happens is that our personal time, our self-care is so limited. Mm. And so I did not want that again. And I said, okay, how do I build the ministry that God's called me to build without the ministry controlling my entire life. Mm -hmm. And in ministry, those in ministry know what I'm talking about. I have friends that Mm -hmm. work in so many ministries. And when I worked for a ministry, it was just an expectation. You work so many hours. And so you start, the key is, yes, you have to build a platform. But I would say the most critical thing is, is to get with people that are doing. And that's why, quite frankly, I offer it 30 days free. Because if someone's serious about building a business, if they got into our membership and they applied the tools consistently and just did them one after the other, and they're in the forum, they can ask questions, they get answers, they get the support they need, they can build a business and start making an income by the time they'd have to pay their $50 a month. That's you know, awesome. and $50 a month is nothing. I used to pay $1,000 a month for my community that I was in to help me do things. You have to get with people that are doing what it is you want to do so that you learn. And they just have, you just have to be one step ahead of somebody else to be able to help somebody. Yeah. And so if you think about the things you love, the things that you know, the things that you've experienced, the things that you want to experience. What of those 
could you share with somebody? Right. Mm -hmm. They'll pay for it because it's a value to them. Yeah. And you help them and you serve them and you lead them well. Yeah. And they stay month after month. And so you have that continuous residual income. And yes, so that's a benefit, but you also have the benefit of having this incredible community and membership of people growing together and whatever that is. And it doesn't take a rocket scientist. I mean, there's one guy that I know that my mentored story, actually it was kind of, well, if he can do it, I can do it. He's a chicken farmer and he has thousands of people in his membership every month. And all he does is every day kind of share little insights about farming chickens. Mm -hmm. Well, wow. how many people really want to farm chickens, but it's a niche. It's a niche. So, yep. Yep. You know, and so you just, you have to do some, you know, investigating on your niche and how to promote it. Things yep. that I didn't really know how to do. Mm -hmm. yep. I mean, my niche was very specific. If you're a hospital, you need a nurses. I found the best nurses. I knew how to find the best nurses. I was a nurse, but so it was different. This is very, was different. So it was a big learning curve, but it was easy because there's people out there that are doing it already. And that's really how you learn is go and look at best practices from everybody else and see what the people you want to be like are doing and how, what works, what doesn't work, and then make your own model. That is so true. I really do believe in that kind of community. Uh, so many times, you know, we, we have, I, I have people around me who love me, family members, I'm sure you do. But um, if they're not entrepreneurs, if they're not really like in your space, they don't really understand you. They don't know. Some, some might, but not all of them. So you oftentimes, and you might have a friend or two that might understand you, but oftentimes you really need that encouragement, that accountability, um, just to surround yourself with women that are like-minded and that are doing not necessarily exactly what you're doing, but have high goals and dreams and are using their talents and gifts. And so that's why I, I just like you, I strongly believe in, in that kind of community. And so speaking of membership, I would love to find out a little bit more about your membership. First of all, um, how do you create one? How, what was your journey to creating it? And, and how would you, maybe some tips, I, I know that you teach more in it with, within your membership, but maybe some nuggets that you can share with us about creating a membership. Absolutely. So the, I would say the most in, the most important thing to do is just to find your idea. The number one thing is to find your idea and figure out what is it that you want your membership to be about. You know, there's women that I know that have memberships that were divorced and they want to help women walk through the challenges of divorce. One of the best memberships I know, a friend of mine that we bounce ideas off of each other, she has a membership for women who are you know, working moms who want to plan meals ahead that are just struggling, but they also don't have a lot of money. And so she has a membership where every month she gives specific meals and how to plan them, how to freeze them, how to make your meals effectively and where to find it. And just, it's, it's great for that particular niche. And she's doing phenomenal. She does recipes, she does all of it. And so I think finding your idea and what are your passions and how can you help people? I think about you when you talked about teaching. Another friend of mine has a membership that literally all they do is sell online um, teaching um, resources, lesson plans. Oh, lesson plans. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. 
So they do the lesson plans. And so I have an entire thing on how do you do lessons. So you do your lesson plans and you sell your membership and people will sign up for that because there's a lot of teachers out there. How many teachers spend all, you know, this, my daughter and my son-in-law are teachers. Every day you work, then you come home and you're doing lesson plans and you're grading, Mm -hmm. you know, so offering lesson plans in your membership and support for other teachers. It's a phenomenal membership opportunity. So many ways you can have a membership a membership community and business. You just first have to start with the idea. Right. Once you find the idea and you check to make sure, so then you vet your idea. Get okay. to like your top three ideas of things you would love, things that you know, things in your profession that you could use or things you want to experience. There's another one. All they do is take cruises. And they literally blog and give all the tips on all the different cruise lines. And when people are cruisers, they go on there because they want to know which cruise line to go on, what they experience. That's awesome. Yep. Yeah. And so start there. Then vet your idea. Once you vet your idea and you know, okay, there's people out there that are doing that. And I give specific tools on how to vet the idea. But one of the key things is go see if other people are doing it and how they're doing it. And there's, is there a lot of traffic? Are there a lot of people in their memberships? Are there a lot of people sign up for a couple of memberships, learn what they're doing, you know, and go to, or go to Facebook, look for groups that are doing what you're thinking about doing. If you see that there's some traction then you know it's something that is a good idea. Now, if you don't see that there, because competition is good, I'm going to tell you, don't ever get stuck. I love what you talk about, confidence, 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 because when God calls you to something, be confident, be bold. He yeah. will give you the tools, right? That's right. And so don't worry about competition. Competition is good because not everyone's going to be, be attracted to the same individual. Mm -hmm. So there's people doing what I do, but they're not doing it the way I'm doing it or how Mm -hmm. I'm doing it. They're not Tina. They're not Rosa. They're not any other woman that might be listening to this. God's gifted us all individually and different. And so people are going to be attracted. And there's what 16.9 billion people in the world. You only need a few hundred a month to sustain a online business. So right. you don't have to worry about competition. So you vet that. Then once you do that, you create some content, create whatever it is. What It's a little freebie, a little video, put it out there, see how it goes. Start questioning people in your, in your groups, you know, on what they're looking for. Learn more about the people. Look at what people are asking questions about in those groups so that you know what is some content that I see that somebody is constantly asking about. Mm -hmm. What are the needs that they have in that niche? And then you create a little two-page little freebie and put it out there to the world. Yeah, And you start there and you just start birthing the idea and I suggest you work on the content now we you can there's a lot of different sites you can use I found one that is super easy and most of the girls and that are doing it with us are doing it on that platform because then we can also do affiliate links and all that kind of stuff but there's a lot of stuff you can use that's not very expensive yeah but you can create some content 
as you're planning your website, as you're developing a website, but it doesn't take much. It's interesting. You can start even with just a Facebook group and yep. start putting content in there mm -hmm. and building that platform. So then you do get seen as the expert because it's your group. Yeah. And again, ladies, you only have to be one step ahead of everybody else. That's it. And they will consider you their leader. You don't have to be an expert. You don't have to have a degree in it. You don't have to, any of that. And so you start there, build that community, and then you launch something. You launch a product, you launch the membership, and you create some energy before you do it. And as you do that, then you get people ready and prepared. And I remember when I went actually for the training the day, he's like, just create a page. And I'm like, well, what am I going to call it? I'm thinking, okay. So I called it Masterpiece Women Entrepreneurs. And I put it out there and there's this competition, how many people could get the most people in their Facebook group. And I, I'm pretty, I, I love to compete in things like that. So I'm like, okay. So I'm just like, boom, boom, boom. And we, I created it. I'm like, well, now what do I do with it? Because I really had nothing to put in there. I was like, oh, right. no. now what? So I had 200 something members and I didn't know what to do with it. And so um, it was funny. So I had to learn what to, and then I just started, you know, adding content to it. And I did learn quickly that um, it's good to have a virtual assistant. Yeah. And so we've created a little miniature um, staffing company within Masterpiece Women, where we're actually, um, we have virtual assistants that one of my missionaries that I worked with for years in the Philippines, it's her niece is helping me and they do a lot of our technical stuff that is the time consuming stuff. Yeah. And, you know, a great wage for them is, you know, anywhere from six to $8 an hour. And so we're, you know, we're paying them $8 an hour to um, do it. So we're, well, we're charging between eight and $10 an hour mm -hmm. to, um, you know, help women with even some of those things. So there's That's lots of opportunities cool. and lots of ways that you can do it and make it successful. And it doesn't take, you know, a ton of money, but it does take some financial investment and it takes right. some work, yeah. but it is doable. So I never want to say, oh, it's so easy. Nothing's easy when no. you're building business. No, Anyone absolutely. that tells you that is just blowing smoke. Yeah. No, I, I, you know what? The smartest women always say that the truth, they say the truth. <laughs> it is not easy. And it can take a little time to sort of build kind of like that mountain climb, right. To build it up. A lot of patience. And what I always say is, um, ask God, where do you want me to go? You know, God is my number one. I know he's your number one. And uh, we really always have to really ask for that guidance. So quick little question here. I hear from other people out there that if you want to start a membership, you have to have an email list of at least a thousand or five thousand. Tell me what you think about that and what has been, why is that wrong? Cause I, I'm pretty sure that's incorrect. <laughs> yeah, I can tell you, I didn't have that. And the reality is the key to getting your online platform built is to capture emails because you do want to have that email opportunity. That's why you do the freebies. That's why you do the, um, you know, lead magnets is because you want to capture that audience so that you can promote your information, but, and you can add value to them, of course. But the reality is you have, 
anybody can start anywhere. I know people that have had zero. I just actually spoke to a woman today. I'm in a women's group and she had zero women. I mean, she doesn't just do women. She has men and women in her membership. She didn't have anybody, nobody. She started from zero and she didn't even have any friends hardly on Facebook. She wasn't even on social media and she was scared out of her wits to even do a video. And she started with just some videos talking about the specialty. She created a Facebook group talking about her specialty and people joined it because people are looking for things on Facebook. And so, and the more you have community, you know, community in your Facebook groups or different groups, the more people join. And so yeah. um, mm -hmm. the reality is, is if you have something that people are looking for, they're, you're going to be able to build it. And there's, yes, there are there some techniques? Absolutely. Are there some sites that will save you a ton of time and energy? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. That's where you come in, right? You're, exactly. Your <laughs> you can help with that. So, sure. <laughs> you can do it the hard way or you could do it the easier way. Right. Which, yeah. It still takes work, but it's so much easier because you learn from people's mistakes that went ahead of you. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You don't want to uh, waste so much time making so many mistakes. I mean, it's okay to make mistakes and it's okay to give it time, but there's some things that you can just be like, all right, I'm not going to, there's some things that you just don't want to compromise time with. And, and there's things that you need a mentor for. Absolutely. Yeah, I 100% agree with that. 100%. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. I, I say, start wherever you're at. And especially if you feel like God's given you a vision, sometimes, you know, people think about, well, I want to start this ministry versus a business, or they want to start a bit. Ministry, I can tell you what built our ministry. We raised millions of dollars for our projects around the world. Amazing. And how we did it was because we rallied this movement of women to get it done. Like awesome. you can rally people in that whatever niche, whatever they're passionate about. If you have something that people are passionate about or they're looking for, you can rally them and they become your greatest supporters. And one of the things that's that really excites me is that we have a you know we have people in our membership now because our heart is to outreach to everybody you don't have to be a christian to join our membership but you're going to get jesus because that's who we are yeah and yeah. like we have um a yoga studio teacher that um is in there that may not have the same exact beliefs but i promise you she doesn't feel any different than anybody else does. And I love having her. She's such an awesome human awesome. being. Amazing. But yet we may not have the exact same beliefs, but we get to share who we are and we get to love people where they are. Exactly. And I think when you have these memberships and you put it out there to the world, it gives you a great opportunity to just be the light and to love and to support them and teach them without, you know, and I believe, and with everything in me, we're going to draw many people to him from doing that, from serving them. Because isn't that really our purpose, right? Truly, yes. it is what Jesus calls us to do as Christian women, right? He so, says, go make disciples. Yes, Matthew 28, 18 to 20, one of my number one scriptures. Speaking of number one scriptures, wanted to ask you, what is one of your favorite Bible verses? And what is one of your favorite motivational quotes to get to know you a little better? <laughs> Absolutely. So my number one verse, and I'll tell you just real quick why, is it spoke to me. 
having been a woman who um, was abused and I still never felt my, I never felt valued. I've never felt truly loved, even though, even at one point I was teaching Bible studies, but I, I understood in my head how valuable I was, but I didn't understand in my heart how much God loved me and how valuable I was to him. And the scripture that he used in my life was Ephesians 2.10, which is actually what all of Masterpiece Women is based on, is for we are God's masterpiece. He has created us anew in Christ so we can do the good things that he planned for us so long ago. Because the reality is that, <clears throat> excuse me, he planned all of this for us so long ago. He had us thought of way back when we might think, oh, God just told, he knew, he knew exactly what he was going to call us to do. And we are his masterpiece. And I believe that when I see myself that way, when we all see ourselves that way of we are who he created us just the way we are, he created us. Yes. Do we need to draw closer to him so that we grow and we, you know, exude him more and we are more like him. Absolutely. However, he loves us just the way we are. And when you really know that and you really comprehend how he thinks of you and how he sees you as his masterpiece, I just, I believe you know, and you have the confidence to go do all those plans and the center, you know, so there's like three pillars in there. Yes, I'm a masterpiece, but I'm renewed in Christ because it's when I'm renewed in Christ that I really understand I'm a masterpiece. Mm, and then yeah. the last part is for go do the plans that he's called for you so long ago, planned for you so long ago. Mm -hmm. And um, I believe that when we do those things, he equips us to do everything that he's planned for us to do. Awesome. And it's yep. so much easier to do it. Yeah, we're renewed in him and it, our strength is coming from him, not from ourselves. Yeah. And so that's my, that's my favorite verse. <laughs> I also love Jeremiah 29, 11. Yeah. I mean, there's so many, the right? <laughs> oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. Is there a motivational quote that you uh, like or admire that moves you? Any motivational quotes out there? You know what? There's so many, but I, my favorite thing, and I say it to women all the time is do it scared. Do it scared, do it, it scared. Mm. Um, because I believe fear is the biggest thief mm. of our dreams, of our visions, of our passions. So many women that I've dealt with, I've coached with, I've when I do consulting for businesses, their number one thing that holds them back is fear. And oftentimes they don't even realize they're struggling with fear. Mm, and yeah. so I have a whole program on fear alone because I believe that women need to just get away from the fear and replace the truth with the, I mean, the lies with the truth. Yeah. And so just walking through that process of do it scared yeah. and whatever the lie the enemy's telling you, find the scripture, find the scripture that will overcome that fear and say it to yourself, write it down. Dr. Carolyn Leaf talks about it takes three cycles of 21 days to change a habit, to truly change a habit. Hmm. So if you will repeat the truth over and over and over to yourself, it will kill the fear and it will set you on a path of 
no telling what, because God just will lead you and you'll do whatever he's calling you to do. And it'll be so freeing to know that you're walking in his purpose and in his passion. Amen. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. Awesome. So how can, how can women connect with you? How can we find you? So go to our website, masterpiecewomen.org. And on there, there's a free, a link to a free membership. You can get on for 30 days for free. And then it's only $50 a month. So it's really a great deal. And there's, if they're in South Florida, they can come join us for our luncheons. Like me, I'm in South Florida. I'm in Miami. (laughs) Oh my gosh, you should come up. We have every month. (laughs) Are you in Broward County, West Palm Beach? No, it's in, the luncheon is in Deerfield Beach. I'm actually in Boca. Oh, okay. Gotcha. So it's in Deerfield yeah. Beach. Gotcha. Yeah, I know the area. Yeah, but it's right off of, it's literally right off the um, ter- the sawgrass, which uh-huh. comes off the turnpike. It's also right off of 95. So That's it's not that very fast. easy. It's about 30 to. minutes from me or so. Yeah. It's yeah. Our next one's tomorrow. <laughs> Maybe you should come. <laughs> oh, gosh. No, I have to look into that. Thank you yeah. so, so much. We do monthly luncheons and we also have an annual retreat. And, awesome. um, and we're also having a, women's event in the fall as well here locally um it's going to be called called surrendered Mm, so awesome amazing amazing thank you so much for being on the show tina and thank you for just your heart for how you help women um both in your ministry uh reaching out to those in most need and and here and all over the united states and anywhere now online right because people can find you anywhere now so thank you for what you do i know you are already making a deep impact. And I, I'm sure you'll be able to continue to do that. And God is clearly using you in great ways. So thank well, you. I appreciate thank it. Thank you. And thank you for what you're doing. I love your heart and your vision and your podcast. And so thank you for having me. It's an honor to be with you because it's just it's just amazing to be around, around other amazing women who just love the Lord and are doing great things. So thank you for what you're doing. Awesome. Well, thank you. And ladies, I will see you in the next one. Hey, sister, real quick. If you received any encouragement from this podcast, the best way you can thank me is by going over to Apple Podcasts and leaving me a review. The more reviews that are on the podcast, the more women that can be reached so that they can also be encouraged and inspired as they dream and do for the glory of God, just like you. May God bless you and guide you as you pursue and grow your God-given dreams.